Yes, sir. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me, as always, back from his one-week break, and luckily enough was here in time. Spread, how's it going? How's being real life and being an adult and buying houses and stuff? Oh, man, it's a, it's a drain. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to uh, watching some tennis and gambling. That's a much better life, let me tell you guys. What do you think, Jorge? What is a better life, being an adult and trying to buy a house or gambling and watching tennis all day? Oh, there's no question. Buying a house? I love watching my tennis all oh, day. Oh, there we go. Okay. I think I agree with that. Well, let's dive in. We had some good tournaments last week. We have, we'll start with uh, Mallorca, where that we have in the final. Jorge, you picked the outright here. We've got Benchich, who will be playing Sophia Kennan. Uh, Benchich, a small favorite here, I believe. Not too small of a favorite, actually. Minus 185, so a pretty solid favorite. Kennan plus 150. So what are you thinking, Jorge? You have faith in Benchich? Did you hedge a little bit? What are you thinking about this match? Well, when I have the favorite, I'll always hedge just because it's so easy to do uh, to secure profit. And I think uh, I, I saw Kennan, or I got her at plus 168. Uh, so I, that's an easy hedge for me. And, and right now I'm in a spot where if Benchich wins on a small wager, um, I end up with three units profit. If Kennan wins two units profit, I'm happy with that. I hope Benchich wins. I want the extra money and I want to be able to say I hit the outright. So, uh, But I'm in a good spot either way there now. And, uh, you know, I just, I think that Benchich can do it. For me, the, the tough part was, would she get through Angie Kerber? And I thought that would be the biggest obstacle. I was hoping Kerber would go out earlier um, because there was no room to hedge at that price uh, when there was only four and a half units of profit to work with. You know, it, it's hard to hedge someone that was minus 145, minus 150 area and then turn around and then have to hedge the final again. I mean, you'd really be uh, stretching yourself, spreading yourself thin, so... Uh, I'm glad she got through Kerber, and now I can put my feet up and enjoy the match tomorrow. Absolutely. Now, Spread, I know you didn't get a chance to watch too much tennis this week, but Sophia Kennan has been really impressive in this tournament. You know, blew out Kirsten Flipkins, was beating the pants off Alms Jabor before she retired, was able to gut out a three-set win over Mertens as well as Sevastova. You know, when you thought, think about her as a player, are you surprised about her success on grass? Does her game make sense on this surface deal? No, not really. So I was going to ask, so I missed the match today. Did you guys, either of you guys see her play Sevastova? Because I thought that was a good matchup for Sevastova. I thought this was going to be the end of the road for uh, Miss Kennan today. So how, how did she look if either of you guys saw it? No, I only saw the uh, the Benchich-Kerber match. Okay. Did you see it at all, Noops? I was score watching, and I got to watch just a little bit of it. Uh, you know, Kennan just seems to be a really tough player. Sevastov was hitting the ball nicely, um, you know, from the little bit of I did get to watch. But it seemed like Kennan, you know, she doesn't seem to be afraid. She sort of gets right up and keeps hitting it back at people. Um, it was just another f tough three-set win for her. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, because I noticed, I thought it was a good matchup, but I noticed that Sevastova wasn't um, serving that well going into the match. So I wasn't sure if it was... Um, you know, Kennan being great or just catching Sevastova at the right time. Now, she hadn't served that well, but she had managed to advance this far. So I think that kind of speaks to how her game kind of can go to clay and grass. And it's funny because I wouldn't think of Kennan in that regard because I feel she's kind of more of a defensive player. And I mean, I guess her ground strokes are kind of flat, but I mean, I consider, you know, have normal. I don't consider her to be overly flat or overly um, topspin and slice. So I um, think. I Go ahead. I was going to say, I think she actually has very flat ball. I think 
Um, the comparable here would be someone like uh, Angie Kerber. Um, not, you know, whenever I say the comparable, I mean in certain aspects. Like Angie's had great success on grass. Kennan has started a career having success on grass. They both hit flat. Um, and I think Angie might have a, a little bit better of a first serve, but Kennan can still hit the first serve. And, and they're both defensive players. Neither is, is going to dictate points against any of the bigger hitters, but they still manage to have success on the surface. And I think hitting that flat ball really helps her. It looks, looking at some numbers here spread, um, Sevastopol only won 34% of her second serve points. It looks like Kennan was really hammering her second serve today. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. I'm trying to see what her first serve percentage was. Yeah, 59%. Although Kennan only served 62, but yeah, I thought Sevastopol was going to have to serve um, higher than that on her first serve. So if she can get that turned around before Wimbledon, I actually still, um, I'm not down on her yet. I think that she just needs to get that first serve in, and I think that she could um, make some noise here going into Wimbledon. But, yeah, so that'll be interesting. I should be able to watch tomorrow's finals, so I'm excited about that. Awesome. Any other thoughts on Mallorca before we talk about Birmingham a little bit? Nope, let's move on. All right. We've got Ashley Barty in the final there, which means we get to stop and take a break and, and be excited because, Jorge, what did we get on Barty to win Wimbledon? 33-1. to one. What is it right now? Uh, you tell me, yeah. Five yeah. Are yeah. You, a, yeah. A couple of notes here. A couple of notes. One, for our listeners, that number was at Bovada. I only had 20 to 1. So, Noops and I actually, I actually sent Noops money to, to, to get money Can we stop saying this number? live on recording? I feel like we're going to get in trouble for this. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how it works. He's my friend. I sent him money to buy me groceries in Philadelphia and ship them to me. That's right. Um, and then somehow... I'll, you know, if Barty wins, I'll get like a bunch more groceries than I paid for like 33 times. Anyway, the of groceries. <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, I tweeted out earlier, this is an incredible number for me. It's it's still June. We're still less than six months into the season. Ashley Barty, if you count the Fed Cup um, back after Miami, if you count that tie for Australia, Ashley Barty won has won 11 straight matches now twice already this season. Now, I didn't go back and search through every player's history to see who's done that before, but I feel like that's an incredible accomplishment. To win 11 consecutive matches, you know, twice in the first six months of the season before Wimbledon, that's incredible, man. Like, what she's doing right now, she's the best player in tennis, and there's no debate. It's really impressive. So, what have you thought of her runs spread? I know that we expected her to be good on grass, but I mean, she's really been incredible on the surface so far. I mean, coming off the French Open win, you know, is she your is she your clear favorite to win Wimbledon? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm just noticing right now her last loss was May 16th against Kiki Mladenovic in uh, in Rome. So she's been on quite a run here. Um, Boy, it'll be interesting. If she wins this week, does she play next week, or does she just take the streak? I'm just worried about playing too much tennis going into Wimbledon. We'll see. You know, we'll talk about that, obviously, in just a little bit next week. But she's got a bye, so, you know, she'll have some time to get a couple days rest. I mean, and it is a big event with a, a big event with a lot of points. So, I mean, I expect her to play, but you're right, Spread. Maybe she does kind of um, take a break a little later on in the week. Like, run yeah. off two grass court wins and then go into Wimbledon exhausted, you know? 100%. Yeah, def definitely a concern and something we'll be sure to keep an eye out for. So who do we think is going to win the final tomorrow? We've got Gorgeous playing Barty. Barty is a huge favorite here, minus 475. Gorgeous plus 325. Um, Jorge, any angle you saw you liked here? Uh, yeah, we were chatting um, in, in 
I guess what we'll call pre-production. Uh, we'll call it a meeting. <laughs> I like the I like Gerges four and a half. I'm not. I've been staring at it and I haven't uh, tipped it. But if there is an angle there, I really like the the four and a half games uh, for a couple reasons. One, she's got the serve to be able to to hold enough um, that I think she can get to uh, eight games one. And of course, as long as it's straight sets, that you know that's all you need to do. Uh, two, I think that that Barty slice that we've we've kind of been talking about for weeks and we'll continue to talk about right through Wimbledon. I think it's very effective against a lot of big servers who can't move as well. People like Vekic or maybe a Karolina Pliskova. I don't think it's going to uh, hurt uh, Gerges nearly as much as it would hurt other big servers. So I think that she'll be able to cope a little bit with that. And if she can serve a decent percentage on first serve, um, I, I think that four and a half games shouldn't be too hard for her to cover. I like that angle a lot. I'm, you know, normally I'm a big guy on plus one and a half sets, but you know this could easily be a tight two set match. Um, I'm still looking through, seeing if there's any props on there being a tiebreaker. I think that might be an interesting bet, but plus four and a half games seems really nice, even though it's a little juiced. What do you think, Spread? Who wins this match? Is it going to be Barty, or can Gorgeous give her any trouble? I don't see how you get in front of Barty right now. Um, Gorgeous has really turned her season around. You know, we've been. Uh, kind of waiting for all year you know she uh withdrew um when was that it was in rome right yeah withdrew i think so in rome and then lost in the first round of the french open and then and, you know so she hasn't been doing that well all year and now she's definitely turned around and uh, if i remember she did pretty well last summer around this time of year so i definitely don't want to underestimate her but the way barty's playing i do not want to get in front of barty right now um I like your look with the four and a half games because I think uh, Gerges can definitely hold serve um, enough to get the cover and maybe even steal a set. But uh, I would like Barty overall to win the match. Yeah, I think that's probably the right read. So look at plus four and a half games there. Um, any other thoughts on Birmingham before we jump into next week's tournament in Great Britain or the United Kingdom or England or whatever we're supposed to call it? We'll call it the Nature Valley Circuit because they go Nature Valley... Uh, there's three of them: open, classic, and invitational. Back Ooh. to back to back. Nottingham good for the, to good for the folks at Nature Valley. Hey, that's they why those, make... That's why those bars cost an extra fifty cents, folks. You know what? <laughs> worth it. The apple crisp ones. Like, you know what? Nature Valley should probably contact us for sponsorship. I love. That's right. Their, their apple <laughs> crisp. <laughs> love to eat some Nature Valley bars and talk about it. <laughs> I love their apple crisp. Anyway, I'm good to go. <laughs> All right, let's jump into Eastbourne. Looking at some past champions. This final last year. I actually remember this. I watched this. This was great. Caroline Wozniacki beat Arena, the Amazonian warrior, Sabalenka, 7-5-7-6. The year before, Wozniacki finished second, losing to Karolina Pliskova. And Dominika Sibylkova, for some reason, won in 2016. I don't know why I don't think of her as a good grass player, but I'm surprised by that name. Um, Belinda Bencic won in 2015, Madison Keys in 2014. So a lot of really big names here as you look back through history. And we see, again, a pretty stacked field here. Um, you know, we've only got 64 versus the 128 you have in the slams, but a lot of really big names. Um, so let's go quarter by quarter here. Uh, we'll start in the top quarter. We've got Ashley Barty, the one seed, coming off a possible title in Birmingham. Alina Svitolina, your very favorite, Queen Alina, in the bottom part of the quarter. Um, we'll start with you, Jorge. What do you think of this top quarter? Any chance Svitolina gets to uh, make it to the quarterfinals or maybe even advance um, to the semis? Well, they say you got to bet with your heart, not your head. So uh, not even going close to Alina. 
I won't even bet her against uh, Heather Watson. If Cornet comes through, I probably will. Because um, she did look a, a little better against Gaspar Yan, who's been playing incredible on grass uh, this season uh, when she lost last week. Uh, if she plays Cornet, I'll bet I, I'd probably try and find an angle if, if the line's not too steep. Um, but I really like uh, a, a few names in this quarter in Anastasia Sevastova and Joe Conta. I stayed off Conta uh, because that first match is really tough in Yastrzemska. And if Barty's not the type to fade, and I really hope she does, like Spread was mentioning earlier, uh, because, you know, go out Tuesday, Wednesday here, get yourself to London and tee up for Wimbledon. Don't bring yourself out in the two weeks beforehand. Um, she could have the number one by tomorrow locked up anyway, and I would love to see her just withdraw because one, I've already got my outright in on Sevastova at 20 to one, and that number is going to plummet if Ashley Barty leaves her quarter. So I would love to see a lucky loser jump in there. Uh, and two, it would mean uh, good things for our Wimbledon um, future. So my, my future here is Sevastova. Um, I don't mind Conta. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, Gavrilova got killed today by Farrow. She's a lucky loser. I like Katie Swan as a young gun, but, she, you know, her and her and Shwai are not up to, to snuff to challengers. Fidelina is still all out of sorts. And then it, then Barty in the quarter um, would probably be her toughest match. That's if Barty gets there. That's if Barty is still, you know, has, has any gas left in the tank. And that's if she doesn't withdraw. So uh, I, I, I think there's a great case to be made for Sevastova at 20-1. to 1. Uh, emerging from this quarter. I like that a lot. What do you think here? Spreading the name stick out to you? I mean, it's really tough to go against Barty right now, but with the fatigue, I'm not going to choose her. Um, I, I'm not really sold on Svitolina yet. Savastava has the same issues with fatigue in my mind. Um, if I were to choose someone, I would choose Joe Conta. Um, she traditionally does well in... Um, in England and on the grass, and uh, she's been playing well lately. So if anyone's going to take uh, Barty down, I think Joe Conta might have the game to do it. That's the name that I had circled. I don't know if I yeah. like the pricing. Um, you know, she made semi the semifinals mm -hmm. here back-to-back -back years. Um, you know, I like her draw. I think, you know, Jorge, like you were talking about, maybe we do see Ashley Barty um, possibly withdraw or, or, you know, maybe not play with her absolute maximum effort looking ahead to Wimbledon. But I just don't love the number. She's ten to one to win yeah. the whole event. Yeah. I don't see her price to win the quarter, but I'm sure that you know it's in the, maybe the two or three to one range, which is fine. But just not a lot of value here. This is such a tough quarter with so many big names. Uh, I do like your play on Savastova at twenty to one because she's in the bottom half of the quarter. She doesn't have to see Barty or Conta till the quarterfinals. But um, I think I'll pass on that. But I do like it. Um, yes. Let's see, just, I that's what I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, you, you brought that up. I was thinking that as I looked at the prices, when I said I liked those two names, um, that's the first thing I noticed too, was the path was a little bit more difficult. Would have to play Barty around earlier. Yastrzemska is a much tougher first round matchup. And then the price was, you know, 10 bucks more expensive. And I thought that doesn't make any sense. Like from a logical standpoint, um, is she that much better on grass than Sevastova? I don't think she's, you know... 50% better, 100% better on grass than Sevastova is, and she's got a much tougher path. So from a logical standpoint, if you're if you're going to evaluate the pricing, I think that Sevastova is is the one you have to go with it at 20 to 1 instead of 10 to 1. Totally agree. Let's jump into the second quarter. A lot of big names here as well. We've got Angelique Kerber, Simona Halep's in here, um, our very favorite Kian Wang right in the middle, Julia Gorgeous again, 
So what do you think about this quarter spread? Who do you think wins, and do you see any value in the outright market? This is kind of a weird week, week right, because all of our favorites have fatigue issues. Um, so I think I would go with the favorite that everyone will go with. I think this is Simona Halep. I know that... Um, you know, she was saying she was focused on grass, which was kind of a weird thing to say after failing to defend her French Open title. Um, but I really don't think that she has too tough a quarter here. Obviously, Kerber will be, or Gorgas will be an issue for her if she gets to the uh, quarters. And, you know, I might, if they were in better form, I might uh, favor them. Gorgas, I would say, obviously, the form is good coming out this week. But will she, uh, will she have fatigue issues at this point? You know, this is her first... Um, long run attendance for the year so this is to me kind of a chalky quarter I kind of like uh, Halep to advance How about you Jorge do you see any value here? Uh, I completely agree with spread uh, 10 to 1 on Halep is infinitely better than 10 to 1 on um, you know Conte in the first quarter I think if you're going to bet um, one of those two you go with Halep for sure um, as he said the, the toughest match in this quarter for her is likely going to be her first match um, that is if Sue Shea can beat Georgie but even if Georgie comes through in her first match back uh, in a while, comes through and, and beats Shea by hitting cleanly. The only way she beats Halep is by hitting, you know, by painting lines with her power, and that's not likely. Uh, but if Shea comes through, Shea beat her at Wimbledon, was it last year or 2017, um, as a huge underdog, and, you know, she, she does, she's not going to throw pace that Halep can redirect and, and kind of counterpunch with. So um, considering how late Gerges and Kerber would get her, it would have to be, what, the quarterfinal of this tournament. It's the quarterfinal match, and they're both going to be coming off finals this week. 100% Halep. Yeah, I was looking at Halep. My only thought there was it seems to be a tougher draw than maybe we think. She's going to get junk balled to death by Shea, which, you know, Halep maybe doesn't have the power to, to out hit her enough to, to not be subject to that. And then she's going to get junk balled to death again by Stritzova. And then she runs into maybe Gorgeous, maybe Kerber. Gorgeous's number, 33-1 to 1 to win the whole tournament, seemed kind of goofy to me. I know she's coming off a long week, but, you know, like you said, Spread, she actually hasn't played much great tennis this year, and I don't see her turning down the opportunity to win some matches and try to play long into tournaments. Um, but I just can't get myself to that point where I'm going to bet her. She is coming off a long week. And again, this is just a stacked quarter. She possibly has to play Kerber, then probably Halep, and then when she gets through that, I mean, it's probably Kanta, maybe Sevastova, maybe Barty. It's, there's just too many big names here in these top two quarters for me to make a move. Yeah, yeah I think um, I, I'm, I'm on Sevastova, Sevastova, however you want to say it, and I think that Halep is... Uh, the best look in this in this second quarter, um, but I think the I think there's there's another, there's a long shot as well that you have to consider coming up in the bottom half, and I think um, you know these weeks are ones where you take them. It's easier on the men's side where they're two fifties because this is a tournament that awards you know almost one hundred seventy five thousand dollars to the winner. It's four hundred seventy points. All the big names are here, so it's it's not one of those things you can say a week before a slam. You know, got to take long shots. Uh, I think the the big guns will come to play here, but um, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of big names in this half that 
second. And one uh, one thing I want to jump in and mention is I don't really think that Halep will will struggle with the junk ballers like some of the younger players will. I don't think that's going to be an issue for her at all. Um, under Cahill, she developed the ability to put away short balls, and she's not going to get confused or thrown off by a change of pace. She's going to just continue to rally, set the points up like she wants, and um, I think that she's not necessarily immune to it, but of all the players on the tour that are equipped to handle the junk ball, I think that Halep definitely has the game to do it. Um, and I've seen her with Cahill this week, so I don't know. I mean, obviously he's not back with her full time, but that could be also be a mental boost for her because when we're uh, handicapping Halep, you know, obviously her mental state going into the matches, and um, one of the things we're looking at this year is her ability to compete without Cahill. And um, so I'm not really as worried about the junk ball as I would be uh, the Kerber and the or the Gorgas matches with uh, with the big servers that could blow her off the court. Yeah, not sure the Kerber, there. but Gorgas, Gorgas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and something to note too um, when you look at the finalists here from 2014 to 2018 it is you know only three non-seeds have made the final out of 10 players That's those players call. were Arena Sabalenka Madison Keys and Belinda Bencic right when Bencic was emerging as that teenage star running up into the top 10 that you know when she before she fell off the map and came back again um, so those are three huge servers and three extremely good players. Are the only three non-seeds to make the final here um, from 2014 to 18. So, again, don't get carried away with with piling on the long shots because players do care about this tournament. It's prestigious. It's a big field. It's a lot of money. It's 470 points. All right, Jorge, you mentioned that there was a long shot you liked in the bottom half, but you just kind of teed it up a little bit because you said, you know, maybe don't go towards the super, super long shot. So I want to see if I can sort of back my way into your selection here. Is there any chance it's in the third quarter? Let me check here. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Con- Give me two seconds. Where is she? No, fourth quarter. Oh, darn it. Sorry. I was really hoping that you wanted to bet Wozniacki at 25-1 to because Sabalenka's 25-1, to and I was going to set you up for Wozniacki and hit you with <laughs> Sabalenka. Oh, well. But I love Sabalenka at 25-1. to um, I'm looking at this quarter. This looks like kind of, to me, one of the easier quarters. You've got Zdancic and Suarez. Navarro will be her second match after a bye. Um, those are clay quarters. I'm not really worried about that. You've got Wozniacki probably in that third match, but we know how she struggled all season. And um, last year, this final... Um, was what seven five seven six or seven six seven five? Those seven two five seven six. Yep. And now Wozniacki, you know, has a little more uh, concern with the health. So coming out of the bottom half of the quarter, you've got Kiki Burton's, who you know probably takes it there. Maybe it is Contivate. I have no idea if she's any good on grass. I would assume not, but we'll probably argue about <laughs> that come Wimbledon not? time. Why would you she's so not? terrible on hardcore. Oh my god! I don't. <laughs> Am I nuts for like in Sabalenka 25 to 1 spread? What do you think? Okay, so I missed her last match this week, but I know I saw the stats and I know she didn't play well. Now, did you see it? Because I, I know that in the chat you mentioned you were kind of disappointed by the performance. It was awful. She seems to be trying this thing. So the worst part of her game is her second serve um, from my perspective. And she's been trying this thing where, and I kind of like what she's trying to do, where instead of hitting kind of a lazy second serve where she's really focused on trying to get it in, and we've talked about this before, she hits this serve that looks like a kick serve but has no kick to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, what she's been trying to do, I think, is actually hit like this 75, 80% 
of her first serve where it's still kind of harder. She's still trying to hit a spot, but struggling to get that in. Just a lot of double faults, and I think it's kind of in her head. She's trying. There's something about her game she's trying to adjust, and it's just not quite getting there for her. Yeah, and another and, weakness that she has is I don't think that her first serve return is that good, and that's why I think that she gets hampered on grass a bit. You know, we think she should be awesome on grass because she's such a big server herself, but um, she's really defensive on first serve returns. She doesn't always attack them like she necessarily should, and a lot of times, um, even when she gets her return back, she's really uh, at a disadvantage at the beginning of the, the point. So uh, I'd say first serve return is also like a weakness of hers that I worry about uh, when you're backing her on a grass court tournament. Uh, so for those, uh, just before we move on, for those uh, that would listen to noops there, if you play DFS tennis, probably a good idea to avoid Arena Sabalenka no matter how much you love her matchup. Trust me, I have had so many times where all six of my matches win. I have a nice cash, but you know my, my players combine to average five to five and a half double faults a piece. That costs you 25, 30 points, and then you realize, man, the double faults are huge in DFS. So if you play DFS... You know, keep that in mind with Sabalenka that she does go for a bit more. That's a full point off uh, compared to, I think, it's point four for every ace. So that's that's something to watch. I think that's a great note there. Um, Daily Fantasy is definitely something we should probably talk a little more about. But, hmm. you know, the third quarter again. So I guess for you guys, is there any other names that stick out? I mean, who do you guys think, you know, possibly knocks her off and wins this third quarter? You, you actually went to the one I was going to say. I, I, I don't have her outright to win the tournament. Uh, because I won't take her to win five matches or four matches, or whatever it is, in you know a six or seven day span. But I, I actually highlighted Caroline Wozniacki. I see her at twenty five to one. I don't have prices on to win the quarter though. Um, but that is that is one I really do like. You're uh, not worried about her coming off a wedding? No, not really. It's it's it hasn't. It's not like two days after the wedding. It's gonna. It's, she got married what on last weekend? Yeah. I think I think that that I'm okay That's with that. That's plenty of time. All right. Yeah, and Wozniacki also, um, she's one of the active players with the most career wins on grass. Like, this is, unlike many players who kind of need their need time to find their footing, she's, this is something she's been doing for years. She's ready to, I think she'll be ready to go. She's coming off her wedding. Um, yeah, I think that to win the quarter is the bet for her. I, I can't say have her win, you know, if she plays Monday, Wednesday, then like Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's, that's too much for me to back her to win the whole tournament, though. So uh, the quarter bet here for Wozniacki when the number comes out. Yeah, that's not a bad look. Any thoughts from you? Any more thoughts from you, Spread? Yeah, I think that uh, if Wozniacki's playing well, I think that to win the quarter is fine because I think that she matches up pretty well against Burton's, and I think that Burton's has a pretty nice path there. Um, so I kind of see this as a chalky quarter, um, especially as he had mentioned. You know, we usually do have seeds advancing. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that look with Wozniacki. I think that, you know, but it's so rough because you could be derailed, um, by health issues at any time. You know, even if she looks good the first two matches, uh, you're a little more worried than you normally would be coming off, uh, two wins. All right, let's jump into the fourth quarter where we have Carolina Pliskova down there at the bottom. Um, the continual disappointment that is Sloane Stevens at the top. But I'm going to take I'm going to take one more guess as to Jorge's out right here. Spread. What do you think? Did he is it, did he pick Cooter Matova at sixty six to one? The Cooter monster. Um, or did he take Von Drusova? She's only twenty to one, and he said it was no. a long shot. No. So what I about think it's Gasparian? Cooter. 
Well, it's, so I think I just saw the name that I that I know it is, and it's somebody that you might want to pick, Spread. Yep. Jelena yep. Ostapenko? No. <laughs> Go a little lower. Go one We've spot got... lower. Oh, Alja. Yeah, there it is. All right, lay it out for us, Jorge. Why do you like Tom Lianovich this week? Just because she's at 150 to 1, and I, I said the, the three non-seeds who had made the final before. Um, now, mind you, those women are all now have been in the top 10 at some point uh, in their careers, and, and Isla hasn't, so that's, that's, I know it's a caveat for sure. I'm acknowledging that. But at 150 to 1, she's got the big serve. She can play on grass, um, and I think that that Pliskova match could end up 7-5, 7-6, and in that kind of close match that could really go either way if she can get through Pliskova I don't mind her draw I mean I think I think she gets by Alexandrova tomorrow um I think it is a could be a close match because Alexandrova can hit as well then I think you know Kudermatova versus Benchich Benchich fatigued uh, I love Kudermatova but I'd have Isla favored there uh Sloane Stevens who knows how she's gonna uh, fare I think this is her first match on grass of the season uh, and then Pliskova in the in the quarters, like I said, again, um, you've got a close match that could come down to two tie breaks or one break of serve either way, and I will gladly take that with a 150 to one long shot, um, and could probably start hedging uh, in the in the quarters if it were to be Wozniacki, which is what I'm hoping. You know, if something flares up for her, uh, that could be a big benefit to Isla. And then she, you know, if you can put her in the final, it's I just think that there's a a pathway for her. Even against, you know, not saying if this player loses and you're not banking on the best players to lose. I just think that on grass, she matches up well with some of the seeds in, in this half of the draw. And um, I'm only, you know, it's a small wager, but I think that uh, it's certainly worth uh, a, a try at 150 to 1. I really like that angle. I mean, what I was thinking when I was starting to look at it as you started to lay this out, we have in Tomlianovich is a really consistent player in a section of the quarter full of inconsistent players. And sometimes that's all you need, someone that's going to come out and be kind of even and be able to play solid tennis and, and let the people crumble around her. Um, but let's circle back to you, Spread. What have you thought of Ostapenko's run here on grass? Have you been inspired by her play recently? Um, she's looked really, really good. Now, she kind of had a full classic Ostapenko meltdown at the end of the Martich match, but yeah, up until that? then, looked great. <laughs> I thought she was going to win that, too. I'm, like, sitting there getting yeah. ready for her uh, her return. I know that, you know, even though she won the French, uh, I think I consider her more of a, to be better on grass courts. Um, I think this is, you know, a good setup for her. But, boy, I was disappointed, boy, the way she fell apart against Martin. She had that match, and I thought that, you know, maybe she was going to be able to run off or get to, get to a final here and really kind of, you know, reassert her form. Um, but disappointed that she went back. But I'll tell you what, it was kind of encouraging going into this next round. And I'll tell you what, I – and it's not a for sure thing because Buzernescu and her already have history, so they'll both be trying their hardest. You're not going to get a walkover from either one. And then she's definitely got the crafty game to upset Ostapenko. But I'd love to see Ostapenko win and see her play Sloane Stevens in the second round. I mean, wouldn't that just be uh, a mercurial match for the ages? Yep. I mean, you, you you have no idea what's going to happen in that match. So um, from a fan's perspective, that's what that's what I'm hoping to see there. If we're breaking this quarter down from a gambling perspective, I think that we'd be very unwise to overlook Pliskova here. I think that she's got a great game, um, serving well. She's been consistently inconsistent this year if that makes any sense she's kind of makes it to quarters and semis of every tournament and then kind of loses to a player when i expect her to win because i've been i've been a big plisk of a fan this year um i think conchita martinez is doing well with her 
and um, you know, in a in a quarter where you know you're getting all these type of like you said inconsistent players, I think that she's uh, you know she's kind of a bastion of consistency here. The San Antonio Spurs are always a good bet spread. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I guess Conchita Martinez is Popovich in your little uh, in your little ana- analogy. That's right. The only other name that stuck out here for me was Mertens. She's forty to one to win the tournament. I wish that we did have prices for her to win the quarter. She's got a match with Carolina Pliskova, and I think the winner of that match takes this quarter with without too much trouble. You know, they're looking at. Maybe Kudarotova, maybe Ostapenko, maybe Tom. Hopefully, Tomjanovic. There we go. For the sake of Jorge, I got there. I got there. All what right. do you think of a Siniakova redline? Nope. No. She can't redline that many matches in a row. She's probably going to lose her first match against Gasparian, but yep. we'll get into that when we get to the round yep. wonders here. Okay. Yeah, we do have um, some good round one matches this week. Yeah, we do. So uh, I would look for if you can get it a Mertens to win the quarter price. She's forty to win the whole forty to one to win the whole tournament, which might be fine as well. You know, you're you're not going to be able to hedge when she gets to Pliskova, but if she beats Pliskova, you let that roll. Hopefully, she wins the quarter, and then maybe a hedge. Hopefully, against Sabalenka there in the semifinals. Um, but any other yeah, thoughts from against you? Against Sabalenka. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I get to be optimistic from time to time. Come yeah. on. No, it is kind of fun. I forgot what it's like to have your favorite player win a couple matches. I'm I so know. used to the first round losses, even when we were uh, kind of an offshoot, but we we're setting up to maybe for me to maybe go down on San Jose, and I said, okay, well, we're going to have to time it right because Ostapenko's probably going to play one match, so we got to be there that day. All right, guys, any other thoughts on outrights here before we do a quick recap? Or preview? Well, we're going to do a quick recap of what we got. Oh, just the so outright. Know we're on right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I, okay. My bad. I got Sabalenka 25 to 1. I'll probably put about half a unit on that. I'll tweet it out. Um, you know, Jorge, I heard it sounded like you were on Tom Lianovich 150 to 1, and then Sevastova 20 to 1. What are you thinking from a unit staking perspective? Uh, half on Sevastova and uh, a quarter on uh, Tom Lianovich. And how about you, Spread? Are you going to be laying out any capital? As of right now, I don't have one. I, none of these prices jumped out to me. Um, like I said, Pliskova, I kind of wanted to go for, but she, she just has this uh, habit of kind of petering out around the semifinals or somewhere around there. So I just I don't want to back her at 11 to 1. I don't see a lot of hedge opportunities there because she's going to be favored in most of the matches. So Yeah, I think you're right about that. All right, let's jump into some first-round matches. We've got play starting on Sunday, so you know we'll be getting this out late tonight. Apologies if you don't hear it in time, but hopefully you'll get it in time for these couple matches. We've got Annette Contivate minus 500 over Harriet Dart. Um, any reason that Annette Contivate shouldn't be such a big favorite? Yeah, I think that I don't think there's any value there. I think that this is a little disrespectful to Harriet Dart, who can you know very well play on on grass I, I don't think she wins this match but um i, I think it, you know you you could you could make a case that that this is a, a little much um in terms of uh cultivate. i don't think she should be plus 325 but i'm not gonna leave it yeah Next yeah match. i think this is kind of a case of where like the value doesn't necessarily i mean you're right the percentages say that you should bet dart here but just it just doesn't seem right you know I mean, what what is the eye probability there for a contravite? What are they saying? She wins 80% of the time? Yeah, let me just double check that. One divided by... Yeah, 80% is, is 
generally where they are with that 81. Yeah, and I just, I mean, you know, so you should say, well, by the numbers, she she wins more than 17% of the time, but I just don't feel comfortable placing that bet. I don't even like taking the spread there. Yeah, I think you're right. That's probably a stay away, but they just look like a big number to me. Yeah, I mean, pure mathematics, it's it says you should do it, but then you add in just a little other things, and I just don't think it's a good play. Totally agree. The next match, um, the books for some reason continue to make Shui Zhang a favorite on grass against human women with four functioning limbs. We've got Katie <laughs> Swan plus 137 I'm seeing at bet 365. That sounds like a great bet. What do you think, Jorge? Uh, I think Shuai Zheng hasn't won a match on grass since, what, 2016? Correct. 20, so, uh, you know, I got her earlier at plus 155. She's down to plus 145 at Unibet, uh, plus 138 1xbet, plus 147 pinnacle. So if you've got access, if you're Canadian or European, you got access to those kinds of books, uh, shop around. There's some, there's some nice numbers out there. Uh, Bet Hard, which is another one that I've, I've recently signed up for um, that has... It's like Bet365 avoids all retirements, but they often have uh, some nice prices. Like on this match, they they pay out 98.7% at the current odds of the money they take in. I mean, that's an incredibly low margin. Um, and uh, I'm pretty excited to get, get some money in, uh, and make some money at uh, that book. But uh, I'll be playing Swan for sure. She's adept on the grass. She's played it before. She's British. Um, you know, she's playing against a player who hasn't won on the surface in three years. And it's not even like, you know, Shuai Zhang is losing to, you know, say, Kerber and, and Keys. And the, the last few years, she's been, you know, losing to Shelby Rogers this year. And, sorry, it was 2017 she last won a match. But she lost to Rogers, Brady, Petkovic, and Fanny Stolar. And then in 2016-17, she lost to Goljevic first round at Wimbledon. These are not, you know, superstar grass players beating her. It doesn't take a super great player to beat her. So to have her anything better than a pick'em is surprising to me. What do you think, Spread? You jumping on board? Mm. Well, whatever you're saying, Spread, it's hard for people to hear it when you're on mute. Well, I'm sure Spread's agreeing with us. <laughs> what do you think, Jorge? Does Spread agree with us? I think so, yeah. He's... Uh... He's just posted in our chat that he'll be returning in a few minutes, so we'll continue. We'll just keep moving on. All right. Well, hopefully he's okay. We've got Alizé Cornette minus 188 over Heather Watson. Any interest in the uh, local underdog? Oh, any interest? Yes. Is it a play for me? No. I just it, you can't with Heather can't. Watson. It's playing like garbage. It was, if it was, uh, and she has been for over a year, and she's so inconsistent, and she's one of those. She's like. A much less good version of Ostapenko and 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 Sinyakova. Like she'll win a set six one, lose a set one six, and it'll be in the blink of an eye. You know, in that five minute chain at that five minute set break, something will switch and she won't be able to hit a single ball in the court. So, uh, especially with Cornet on the other side, even though Cornet's not that great on grass, you can't bet Cornet on grass. Um, but I don't think you can bet Watson. As much as I think that, you know, she's used to the surface, she's at home, I'd like to. It's just, it's not, I can't advise it. So what do you think? Is John Joe going to make his way down to, the, to Eastbourne or up to Eastbourne or whatever direction he has to go to watch Margarita Gasparia and play Katarina Sinyakova? I highly doubt it, uh, just because Eastbourne is, I think, what he'd call posh people. I oh, think that's, that's right. down by the ocean in southern England, and they're oh, all posh. No. 
with the London accents or whatever that he hates so much. So probably have to wear a shirt, shirt with a collar. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, this match is lined pretty evenly. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Gasparian has been playing some great tennis on grass. It seems her strong serve, and she does seem to have more slice than maybe I thought she did. Um, what do you think here? Is Siniakova going to play good tennis, or should this be the classic of Siniakova is um, not plus money, just pass? Uh, no, I am on Gasp uh, Gasparian. I had her at plus 102 uh, this afternoon. That Ooh, changed line value. Yeah, we're recording this about 8 Eastern on a Sunday. Um, that changed at, you know, 4.35. So um, I posted to my, my subscribers at plus 102, even at minus 105 or minus 106, uh, which I'm seeing now at Pinnacle. Best price out there. Um, again, bet hard at even money. William Hill, even money. If you have that, I don't have William Hill. Uh, Unibet minus 105. These are all playable prices. So... Um, the only one you can't play is bet three six five. If you're a bet three six five only person, uh, do not pay twelve cents and take her at one point eighty three, which is minus one twenty. Don't do that. Um, if you have bet three six five, you also have access to other books, guaranteed. There's no jurisdiction where I think you only have three six five and not Unibet or Pinnacle. So just get a new account. Stop betting there. Their margins, like they pay out ninety one and ninety three percent generally on tennis matches. It's highway robbery. That is a great breakdown and something you should always look at when you're looking at your books. Reduce your juice, folks. Tomjanovic, a small favorite here over Alexandrova. You already said that you were confident in her ability to win this match. Are you going to be playing her individually here or just riding your outright? Uh, I think this is another reason why I love the outright so much. I wanted to play it. I didn't necessarily know if there was a... You know, I, I couldn't figure out how much of an edge there was on this just because Alexandrova is so tough. Um, to to kind of pin down on how she's going to perform, or even stylistically, some days she doesn't hit nearly as hard, and other days she just hammers. I, it's really hard to pin down. So I really like the outright angle where you say if she gets through this match, you know, it, it, you you can create a, a nice path where you can see how she would beat some of the bigger players along the way. So um, I'm just going to stick with the outright, and I, I think I like that uh, that look. Sastovich is playing Rebecca Peterson. I'm not really sure if I care about this match. Do you have anything to say? Uh, I I looked hard at Sastovich, and then I looked at Peterson's results on grass, and she plays some decent players pretty close. So um, I'm going to pass here. I don't see how Peterson on on grass with just with her style does well, but she manages to keep things close. So uh, you know, I'm going to pass on this one. What's the number on that match? I'm sorry, I just jumped back in. What's the number on the Sasnovich match? Um, right around minus 190, minus 188 I'm seeing at, at oh, Bet365, wow. so you could probably get minus 180 somewhere else. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can get 1.67 at Pinnacle, which is... Uh, um, that's like minus 175, almost minus 180. Is it? I think so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead, spread, and... Uh, uh, no, I was gonna say Sasnovich is so up and down. I I don't really, I'm not really looking to uh, get involved in her first round matches. I think it's better for her okay. to just wait till you see that she wins first couple rounds. You can watch the tape, see that she's back in form, and and play it. But um, she has the ability to beat players that are, that she's uh, you know she has the ability to beat players way better than her, and also ability to lose to players way worse than her. So um, not interested in Sasnovich first round matches. I was just curious to see what the number was there. Yeah, uh, if it got I, high enough, there was some value on Peterson, but I don't see it at that number. I would yeah. have definitely uh, 
would have played her had I not looked into Peterson and just seen some, seen some results that surprised me. Um, and by the way, it's it's minus 150. Uh, Pinnacle, Unibet, 1x bet, my other three books. Oh, wow. Bet Hard has it minus 145. Again, 365 nearing minus 190, minus 190. That's just, that's a huge disparity. Yeah, it is. All right, you've got Kanta minus, again, 188 I'm seeing uh, over Yastremska. Um, that looks about right to me, even though I'd like to really rely on Kanta playing well at home on her on her preferred surface, I would think. What do you guys think? Does Yastremska have a chance to knock her off? Of course she does, but uh, that seems like it's the right number. Do you have a spread mm -hmm. for that match? Uh, you know, I'm not seeing it in front of me right now. My yeah. guess is it would be three. Three. It's three, yep. Yeah, if you played yeah, it, I, would, I right. would lay the games if you played it. I don't like laying the, that extra juice there. Um, I don't know, what do you think? Spread or parlay piece there if you're back in Kanto, Jorge? Uh, I'd probably say parlay piece just because... Yastremska gets involved in so many lopsided sets. You know, I yeah. I think that that could she could win and then not cover, and you'd really be screwed. Uh, I I don't I I'm gonna stay away from this match though in general. I think this is I think if Conta wins this, you know, the the outright has a ton of value, especially if Barty withdraws. Like, there's so many ifs involved in her number at uh, ten to one. If she were to win this. Um, and Barty withdraws, I think all of a sudden it becomes value. I can't bet it with all the what-ifs right now. Um, uh, this is one of the best matches of the day, though, and anyone on the East Coast of North America will have plenty of time to get to work, and if you know you, you ever take your personal computer and stream WTA TV or whatever... No, this is, never. <laughs> this, is, this is the match you'll be able to watch. It's, it's in the morning. Uh, it'll be before your lunch hour, most likely, and it is going to be fun. Now, Yastrzemska yes, um, had to qualify here. Usually I kind of, uh, you know, I like that. I like someone yeah, that's played on the too. courts a couple times. Do you, do you factor that in at all? I try to. I think that, that allows the player to be in better form. But, you know, Kanta's coming off some grass matches, and she has a lot of familiarity here. So I don't know if it's a huge advantage for Yastrzemska. I, I struggle with how much, of a, of, um, how much weight I put into that as an input um, when I go over matches just because... One, I do like the fact that every venue can play different, even if it's grass. You know, the uh, the the moisture in the grass could be potentially different. You know, I'm sure that every uh, venue, sorry, has their own uh, methods. And the other problem is the quality of competition from going from Freya Christie, Victoria Golubich, up to Joanna Conta. I'm not sure how applicable those wins are. You know, she did put up a bagel against Christie and a breadstick against Golubich, which is impressive, but you're taking a huge step up in quality of competition. So I think I would I would consider her comfort level on the surface and at the venue as a plus, but I don't know how much of a plus. That's not that's enough the to over part. not enough to overcome just Conta's general right uh, home court advantage and just her her acumen on grass. Exactly. Got yeah. it. Got it. Zachary minus 225 over Jessica Pagula. Anybody like the dog there? Zachary feels like a solid parlay piece to me, but I know Pagula has got a big serve and a lot of power, but yeah, I think limited Pagula's experience got on a grass. Nice grass game. Yeah, I would think so. I got to go back and look. I don't know if she's played on the surface much. What do you think, Jorge? Any thoughts? I think this is lying just about right. I think um, it, this opened at uh, Pinnacle at about minus 200 to 205. And it came all the way back down to like minus 
180, uh, and it sits hmm. right now at 1.56. I'm not great with this range of numbers um, in, the, in the conversion of my head, but that's that almost entices me uh, a little bit. When I first looked at it, and it was below like 1.5, it was or over minus 200 in American terms. That to me was a stay away. That was lined perfectly. You come back, you know, seven cents to me here, and now I'm starting to get intrigued. I might. This is scheduled later on court, so I'll be awake in the morning. And if this gets to like 1.65, say, um, then I think there's value on Suckery um, compared to Pagula. But I think this is something that you've got to monitor the price. I'm not. I wouldn't advise a bet on it now, but keep an eye on it and um, have Odds Converter open if you're an American listener. If it gets to 1.65, enter that into Odds Converter, see what it spits out, and then that's the number that it's I would like play. It's like 155, at. I think. Yeah, something in there. So Sakuri's got, I think, pretty flat ground strokes, and I would think that she does, would do better on clay than her results actually suggest. What do we uh, attribute that to? You mean grass? Grass. Grass, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wonder if it's just familiarity. Um, to be honest, I, I agree with you. I think that she has a nice game for all court, really. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, she she likes the hard court. She plays really well on clay, and this year she really showed that. I was waiting for that because her game really suits the clay. Um, and I think that, yeah, I, I don't think grass should bother her, but 0-3 uh, last year. I mean, honestly, she's over 500 lifetime, 4-1 and one in her first year, 6-3 and three the year after that. Last year's 0-3 was actually the outlier, uh, more so than... than um, yeah, maybe I'm putting year, so. too much stock into last year. I, I think um, that, yeah, maybe it's just what, what we saw last year that kind of push us, pushes us off, but... You know, going to Nottingham, making a quarterfinal, losing to a player like Brady, who's had a breakout year, big serve, grass kind of game. Um, she handled Watson uh, very well. She handled Jorovic easily. And then she took a set off Naomi Osaka in Birmingham on grass. So, you know, the results are there. Um, I just think that Pagula is one of those players that she may not have a long history on it, but she's got three wins already this year. She's got the game that could suit the surface, and it could be tricky. So I, I, need, I need a little bit better of a price to bet Suckery. Yeah, honestly, if you, if I'm forced to pick an underdog here, I'm, Pagula's name is jumping out at me. I think that if you take away, like, you know, the experience and just, um, you know, the mental toughness and you actually just look at the games and the strokes, I think Pagula's got a very nice game suited for grass courts. Um, what I worry about is just, uh, you know, why we're not pulling the trigger is uh, Suckery's just so much more mentally tough and uh, so much more match experience. Um that the price isn't enticing enough to me. But, you know, if we were playing, you know, a game where we had to pick an underdog, uh, Pagula might be one of the ones I picked. Interesting. That was a good breakdown. Kasikina minus 200 against uh, Andrea Pekovic. I have no feelings about this. Kasikina <laughs> uh, has pretty good grass numbers, oddly enough. But yeah, I know. Pekovic is kind of a tough player. It, it kind of is. What do you, so what do you think, Spread? Is Kasikina going to win this, or you have any interest in Pekovic? Um, well, I think that Kasekina, I think the reason that her grass numbers are better than we expected, she, I think that she is able to capitalize on, on, on second serves, and I think that she can put pressure on service games, but it just surprises me that she's able to even hold. Now, she had a really good run at Wimbledon last year, and she hasn't played a grass match yet this year. Um, and Petkovic, boy, she hasn't really been doing that well lately. Um, don't like the number though. Staying away from it, I would. Uh, I think that it's line just about right. You passing too, Jorge? 
Yeah, um, I was going to say the caveat to your grass numbers is she had nice hardcourt numbers too. How did that go for her this year? You know, yeah. I'll never forgive her for losing to Venus Williams. Um, oh, we're so mad about that. Huh? <laughs> I'll, I'll never forgive her for that match because honestly, that was such a perfect matchup for her. The way Venus couldn't even hit first serves hard, let alone her second serve. And Kasakina's game is all about angles and moving people side to side and then creating space and hitting winners through that space. That was the perfect match for her to do that. And she couldn't do it. She kept hitting it right back to Venus. So never forgiven for that. Um, she's not blacklisted for bets because I do, I do think that eventually we'll see some value with this kind of form, but not here. Fiona Farrow, a small favorite over Annalena Friedsum. Does either of you have an angle here? Oh, boy, oh, boy. You want to talk CLV? Um, I don't know if I can recommend her at this price. I got her at minus 110. Um, Who'd you get? Farrow. Farrow. I got her at minus 110 against Friedsum. There's nothing better at my books now than minus 140. Uh, minus 143 or so. So I don't know if I can recommend that. Um, I got it out, like I said, a couple hours ago. I did. I started my handicaps and, uh, and sent out plays. Um, but I'm glad I got the CLV. I'll take that. That's like 20 cents. Yeah, that's a pretty good number. I think it's a good grab. But at this point, I think it's lined pretty evenly. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm completely staying away from this. I know Freedom, and I kind of like her to back her on clay, but... Um, not in this capacity at all. Um, I don't really see. She looks like this is she, first year playing grass since 2016. So remember, she's coming off long injury. Yeah. Uh, congrats to Hori on that CLV, but at these prices, it's a it's a no yeah. play. Mertens minus 250 over Monica Puig. Anybody have interest in the dog? Mertens feels like a good parlay piece, honestly. I don't think Puig's a bad look here. What do you think, uh, Maria? No, I, I'm, I'm with Noops. I see it at, at minus 200. Uh, and I think that this is a great parlay piece. And a lot of people ask me, why the parlay pieces? Why don't you just bet the spreads if you like them enough? And in this spot, a, a, especially on the women's tour, there's a lot of players where you're going to get lopsided sets. And if, you know, I did it with a max bet with Sviatek the other week when she lost against, and it was against Puig. It was Love 6, 6-3, 6-3. That spread doesn't cash. The money line does, right? And Puig is one of those players who can just red red line a set, run away with it 6-1, and then lose the other two sets, you know, 7-5, 6-3, and the games are even. So um, Marins isn't the type of player to lose a set that badly, but, you know, Puig is one who may not give you a choice if she's really uh, on for a set. So I would say a parlay piece or nothing here. Um I just I I I'll, I never bet on Puig. I always fade her, uh, just because I, I I can't stand the inconsistency. Um, so if you're gonna go Mertens, I'm not. But if you do, that's the way to go is through the money line of the parlay. Awesome. Yeah, you know what? Um, I've changed my mind. I just looked it up. She hasn't won a match on grass since 2016. <laughs> so yeah, that's not good. Mertens are no play here. <laughs> Kyung Wang minus 225 against Magda Lynette. A little birdie told me you like the dog, Jorge. Do I? I thought you did, or maybe I made that up. No, I, I mean, if you're going to play it, I do, because Wong isn't that great on grass. Um, I, th- I, I would I would have thought she'd be a little bit better on it. Um, and Lynette has had a nice year on, on grass, but I'm not sold on it. I faded her in 
uh, qualies today. I believe it was with Sam Stozer. Uh, so she's, yes, it was. And so she's in as a lucky loser here. Um, I don't know. The price seems way too high on Lynette for, for Wong's career results on, on grass. But I'm just not sold she's going to hit through uh, Wong. And I'm not sold on her winning this match. So maybe look at the plus games is probably the, the way to go here. Um, you can get three and a half games at even money at 1x bet, minus 110 uh, minus 113 area at Pinnacle Unibet. So What's the number for Lynette? Plus, plus 165, I'm seeing. I see plus 185, yeah. I, I don't no. think that's a bad price at all. Looking uh, just at a quick look at her results, it doesn't even look like Wang's even bothered with the grass circuit at all. She's only played Wimbledon. And this is her first year playing warm-up events. Um, yeah. Whereas Lynette has done pretty well doing on these couple ITFs this year. So uh, I would like Lynette there at that number. Yeah, plus 180. I think I like Lynette too, actually. All right, Sevastova, we move on to the matches on Monday. A big favorite over Gavrilova. Um, anybody interested in anything here? No. 2 nothing. Sevastova. Camilla Georgie, plus 175. It's good to see she's playing tennis again, I guess. Um, Suwei Shade, minus no, 250. This is kind of a funky line. I feel like we're supposed to bet Georgie at this price, but she hasn't played tennis right. in a long time or done anything. Um, anybody going to take any action here? Well, we talked earlier about players that deal with the junk ball on. I don't know if Georgie is necessarily one of these players, um, so I'm not interested in taking the underdog here. Yeah, hopefully Georgie gets a break earlier, even wins the first set and we get a live price on Shea, but that's, that's, that's about it. Danielle Collins, plus 125 against Yulia Putin-Seva. I guess that's right. Um, spread, Jorge, any thoughts here? I like the pricing from uh, the books there, so I'm going to stay yeah, it feels away. about right. So who did you guys put in your brackets? Did you guys fill one out? Who did you have advancing here? Nah, I, don't uh, I took Putin. Yeah, I took Putin Seva as well in my bracket, but I don't want to necessarily bet this. Owns Jabor is minus 200 coming off um, a retirement from a week where it seems like she had some sort of stomach illness or something. I don't know if she's recovered by now, but I was curious to see her minus 200, but then I noticed she's playing Evgenia Rodina, and then it occurred to me they should probably just cancel this match and find two Thank other people. You. If you bet this match and I find out, any of you listeners, I will personally scream at you next week. What do you think, Spread? Are you going to try to bet this match so Jorge can scream at you next week? I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's actually the only incentive to get involved in this match. But um, fortunately, I know Jorge pretty well, and I think it's pretty easy for me to get him to scream at me. So uh, I'll find another opportunity, and I'll go ahead and pass on this match. <laughs> Wonderful. Caroline Wozniacki, minus 225 against Kirsten Flipkins. Um, it's interesting tennis coaches are playing in matches now, but... <laughs> um, you know, Wozniacki seems to deserve this price. She is coming off a wedding and uh, has had some struggles this year, but I don't know. I'm not doing anything. Either of you have an angle? Yeah, I think that you could look to fade Wozniacki here and there. And, you know, normally I'd like a solid player like um, Flipkins for that. But I just the way that their games match up, I don't see a lot of path to victory other than Wozniacki just not playing very well at all. So um, staying away. Man, spread is good. He said he knew he could be able to get me to scream with him, and it took him like twenty seconds. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. <laughs> your pass. Come on, I don't. This wedding, I don't buy the wedding angle. Although you know, it could 
be right. I, I don't, I'm not going to factor in. It was a while ago. She's got plenty of rest in between uh, to get there and practice. She's great on grass. Uh, Flipkins isn't bad on grass, so I'm not going to uh, lay any juice or, or put her in a parlay. Uh, but I will take the quarter price once it comes out. Um, but yeah, Wozniacki for me. Julia Gorgeous, minus 225 against Savrenko. Um, what do you guys like the dog here? I mean, any chance Savrenko knocks Gorgeous off after the long week? If you play, sure, but I wouldn't fatigue fade. I mean, I don't see how match when you match up their games, you see Sarenko beating her on grass. I just think there's other bet. I think the other spots uh, are better for fatigue fades this week than this match. Although I as agree. I say that, I look and I see that Sarenko beat Gorgas at Wimbledon two years ago. So obviously there is a path to victory for. Her. Yeah, one match two years ago. <laughs> Vondrasova minus three hundred over Sai Sai Zhang. Sure, that's that's about right. Any thoughts? I'd parlay Vondrasova here. Yeah, that's not a bad so angle. So, how do you guys think for Vondrasova is going in? You know, going into Wimbledon, how do we think that her game is going to um, adjust to uh, grass? I think that she is kind of set up well. I think that she has a lot of variety in her game, and I think that she's got the power to put away um, when her opponents uh, make mistakes. So, I kind of like Vondrasova going into next week in Wimbledon. She might be the best all-court player. In, the, in women's tennis in three years. Uh, once she gets a little bit more grass under her belt, she didn't win a match on it last year. Um, I think she, her game should suit it fine. She went to, you know, came through qualifying um, in Birmingham in 2017, lost to Barty 7-5, 7-6. That's three qualifying matches. Um, those were her only three wins ever. She's since lost six straight. So, uh, you know, I, I, but... That sounds odd for me to say I would parlay her, but I, I, I do believe in Roger Silva. I think she's got an all-court game. Um, I think some of these losses, you, you look at, you know, three sets to Sabalenka, 7-5, seven, 7-6 seven, to Barty. Um, she got killed by Peronkova, but this Peronkova was, if you recall, uh, Svetana Peronkova. She was literally one of the few grass specialists where she was just not great on anywhere but this month of the year. Um, Peng Shui beat her in three, and we all know, you know, how good Peng Shui used to be. Um, so the, there are some reasonable losses in there. I don't think uh, Sai Sai is any of those players on grass, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and parlay Montresova. Yeah, I like that. Ostapenko minus 250 against Buzarnescu plus 175. Now, you said there's some bad blood here, Spread. Any, you going to parlay Ostapenko or stay away? I was, I'm staying away. I think that if you know, we're talking about attractive underdogs, I think Buzarnescu might be worth a look here. Um, that price seems a little high to me. What do you think, Jorge? Plus 198, 1x bet, already tipped it, already got it ready to go, locked and loaded. All those other cliches that scamming touts like to use. Um, but in all honesty, uh, yeah, 198 is such a great overreaction price to Ostapenko, you know, doing well. And fading Ostapenko off good tournaments is like a cash cow. She does this every year. She plays like three tournaments really, really well that are then the prices and the market reflects that. They're like, well, you know, she has the potential. She could do it. Yeah, the problem is 70% of the tournaments of the year, she doesn't do it. So, you know, you're giving me plus 198 on an overreaction to the first good week she's had in months. Yes, please. Stritz of a minus 250 over Polona Herzog. That looks about right. Stritz of a should be a good parlay piece. Um, what do you guys think? I think it's priced perfectly. Yeah, I like Shitsova's uh, parlay Pierce here. I'm not I'm not too big a fan of, of her cog's game translating well to the grass. 
Cannon minus 200 against Stoser. That looks like another good parlay piece to me. I'm not You're sure not why Cannon is there. Maybe, but I, I don't know. You're making some noise, Jorge. You like the dog? I just... Stozer's looked good on grass this year. I've watched a few of her matches, and it's it was the basis of why I took her in, in her qualies match today. Um, you know, even her loss, was it to Merton 6-3-6-3? I was thinking it. The commentator said it multiple times. That was a very flattering score to Merton's. Stozer was striking well. You know, she's she's played a couple matches here. She looks She's always been good on grass. Um, I think... This line would be correct if Kennan wasn't playing a final and then flying to England having to play Monday against an adequate grass player who is in form on the surface. I think this is a better fade spot than Gerges's match. It's not quite a good enough fade spot. Um, for me, I think, you know, we're going to get to the Benchich. That's That'll be a fade. Um, I think Benchich is a better spot. And, you know, Barty's not a fade in the first round because she has a bye. Uh, but we'll see uh, in the future rounds with her. We'll get some fade spots as well. All right. Is there any chance at all they have a clay court anywhere in Eastbourne for Tamara Zidancic and Carlos Suarez? <laughs> what, what, so how did these two players translate to grass? I know, Jorge, you're a big Zidancic fan on clay, but um, do either of these women have a game that plays well on grass? Is Suarez maybe able to generate a lot of spin? I'll start with you, Jorge. What do you think? Well, I, I don't think Carla's horrible on the grass. Um, you know, I think her lifetime record, I'm sure, is somewhere in the 500 range. It's not great. Um, but she's not, you know, someone who struggles on it. Uh, she's been to the fourth round at Wimbledon before. Um, she's been to the semifinals in Birmingham. So, you know, she's beaten Kerber. She's beaten Svitolina on this surface. Uh, she lost seven six six four to Venus Williams on this surface. So, you know, she's... She has had a few good years on the grass, and I think it's because she can flatten that backhand out and still find great angles with it. When she does that, um, I, I think she can she can do very well in matches. So uh, I think that she is the favorite for a reason here. Um, you know, Tam I love Tamara. You know that. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't think you can play Zidancic in this spot, um, despite the fact that her first serve has looked decent this year. Uh, but she's only played four career matches on it. Uh, last year at Wimbledon, she lost to Dulgaru in the third round of qualifying. That is a clay court, not just a clay court specialist, but someone who's really who only plays clay court or is best on clay court, and then that's at the ITF level. So I'm not sure you can back Zidancic here. If anything, look to parlay Carla. I think she's underrated on grass, or uh, sorry, undervalued on grass um, by a lot of uh, betting markets because people see her as a clay quarter, but she's had success on every surface uh, across the board in, in the past. What do you think, Spread? Anything to add? Yeah, I think this, uh, you know, even though we both, um, we think of them as both being clay quarters, I think the Suarez Navarro's game translates a lot better to grass than Zidancic. And, um, yeah, I think that this is not an opportunity. I'm not looking to back the underdog here at all. If I play it, I'd play Suarez Navarro. All right, last match, Belinda Bencic coming off the long week against Veronica Kudermatova, who is plus 175. How much money did you bet on the underdog, Jorge? Uh, plus 198 at 1x bet. Ooh, baby. Uh, gosh, Bencic is in such good form, I took the plus games. I pussied out. You wimp. I did, I did. Coward. And you know what? I have bet on how many times I bet on Kudermatova today? Oh. <sighs> You Once. sprinkle the money line. What did I just say? I, I said today. Sprinkle the money line. Uh, you, <laughs> I, sprinkle the money line. 
Oh man, you're killing me. I uh, I bet on her I think 17 or 18 times this year. I'm not kidding. Oh my god. I think we've said I've said it from the start of the year. I've said it. I'll say it again today. Her game is good on all surfaces. Okay, on clay she likes the clay, but her serve and hitting favors the hard courts and grass. So she's comfortable and she knows how to play on the clay. And her game is really suited for the hard courts and grass. And as a result, she's an all-court player. I have never seen bookies take this long to adjust their opening lines on a player. Uh, it's been six months and they've been their opening lines have been value from the start on the Cooter Monster. And um, yeah, I'm going to continue to better, especially with Benchich playing a Sunday on an island, a Spanish island, um, and then having to... And they start at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. That is 4.30 p.m. local, folks. She's then got to get her things at the hotel, check out, catch flights. I'm assuming that, I don't know if there will be a direct flight from, I know there's no direct flight from uh, Mallorca to Eastbourne. She'll have to fly into London, get to Eastbourne, check into a hotel, and then play Monday morning. Guy, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know what? I've talked myself into the money line. Atta boy. What do you think, Spread? You joining us on the dog? Yep. Love it. <laughs> I'm not even going to break it down. He got it perfectly. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's just about everything for this week. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. You guys have been really great interacting with us on Twitter. Of course, you can find the podcast at NetworthPod, myself at underscore noops, Jorge at Jorge TWTS Tennis, and Spread at Spread Astaire. Please uh, let us let your friends know about us. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you happen to be listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And have a great week. Wimbledon next week. Woo! Good luck in all your wagers.